T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Time to play the game. It may be the nighttime, but the sports talk doesn't stop. Sports talk radio that's live, local, and not for the faint of heart. Oh, you didn't know? Sometimes angry. Loud noises! Telling it like it is. You insulted him a little bit. You got a little out of order yourself. And pretty much always right. Don't ever argue with the big dog. Big dog is always right. Text to call 404-741-0929 and be part of the show. Well, we're waiting. Live from the Kia Studios, it's time for the John Chuckery Show. Serving you up sports on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. And welcome into Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Yes, it is time for the John Chuckery Show. Hanging out with you here in the Kia Studios on this Tuesday evening. With you for the full four. Asking to download the Odyssey app. You're not in the car as much. You want to catch us on the go. Put the Odyssey app on one of your devices today. You take the smartphone. You can take the Alexa speakers. You can take your tablet. You can take your Casio watch, your Nikon camera, your fax machine, whatever your device is. Just Download on something to be able to catch us when you're on the go. Social media is at 99thegame on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can hit us up on our personal Twitter page. The best way to catch up with us, I am at JMCH316. That, of course, your water cooler talking points three to six months in advance of anybody else that is out there. On that rare occasion that he's here, yes, Dylan is in the house, at underscore Dylan Matthews. Dylan. Just the one, that's all we get. So it's Just the one for tonight. Okay. Uh-huh. I got I to gotta switch it up every now and again. Sometimes it's the one, sometimes it's the full thing. Sometimes right. I might say it myself. Well, I mean, it matches the number of times you do a show around here. So um, anyway. Oh, boy. A uh, whole bunch to get into with you this evening. It feels weird that it's Tuesday night and there's no college football playoff poll ready to come out, right? Feels like we've had that in our back pocket for the last handful of weeks and such. But uh, alas, college football's regular season Championship Saturday is all behind us in the books. And, of course, Georgia Bulldogs, SEC champions once again. And um, they will be here in Atlanta, take on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Um, I think Georgia wins the game. I I don't trust Ohio State. I will tell you that Ohio State has more offensive personnel than any team in America. And it's not really even close. Personnel-wise, offensive line, quarterback, running backs, wide receivers, tight end. That's even without Jackson Smith and Jigba, who is not going to play in the game. Already said he's not not going to play. Even without arguably the guy 
who came into this year as the best wide receiver in college football, even without him, they still have a massive amount of offensive personnel. And they have John Cooper at the helm coaching him up. So it, it is what it is. So uh, congratulations to Georgia. I said this on Saturday, Dylon. I tweeted this out. Georgia is currently the best program in college football. Kirby Smart today is the best college football coach in America. And number three, everybody else can suck it. That's the three things that are true. I didn't detect any lies in that statement. No. Georgia's the best program. Kirby's the best coach. Everybody else can suck it. One, two, three. That's how it goes. It's easy. Yeah. So – that's where George is at, and and this is the dream, right? This is that sleeping giant that I had heard about for so long. You know, when I moved down here in the early 90s, everybody always talked about Georgia being the sleeping giant. You find the right guy for your program, and that's what happens. Look, Clemson found their guy. Alabama found their guy, right? You find the right guy for your program, your whole world can change in the world of college football. So uh, congratulations to Kirby, the Georgia program. Obviously, congratulations to Stetson Bennett as he's going to be up in New York for the Heisman ceremony. He might win it. I mean, he's one of the top four. We know we know he's in the top four as far as percentages go. I think Caleb Williams is going to win the Heisman when all is said and done. I think Stetson's going to come in third or fourth. I'll be curious to see just kind of where he ranks among the four quarterbacks because it was C.J. Stroud's award to win, and then Ryan Day coached him out of it. Um, but anyway, so I think those guys will finish. I think Caleb and Stroud will finish 1-2. And then it'll be interesting to see if Max Dugan or uh, Stetson takes, you know, who's which one goes third, which one goes fourth out of all of it. But, again, um, four quarterbacks that are up in New York for the, uh, the Heisman ceremony. So, good for Stetson, good for Georgia. We will talk to our buddy. A lot of college football talk tonight, by the way, too. So, Chip Towers, he's going to join us at 740. We'll talk to Chip about all things Georgia as we get ready for the college football playoff on New Year's Eve. We'll talk to Chip right before – the playoff happens uh, as well. We didn't really get too much into the matchup with Ohio State, but just kind of looking back on what uh, Georgia was able to do this year. Another amazing season. Just another unbelievable 13-0 and in the SEC. Just remarkable season as they uh, as they get ready to go for uh, back-to-back national championships uh, for all of it. Um, Hawks last night. We'll talk more Hawks basketball coming up in the next segment. Tough loss last night. Another double-digit lead that was blown. Now you get ready for a couple of games in New York, right? Madison Square Garden tomorrow night to take on the Knicks. We'll have all of that coverage right here. We'll be on after the game, 7 o'clock pregame, 7.30 tip. Steve Holman and Mike, uh, Mike Connie will have the call uh, with all of that. And then, of course, uh, they will be in Brooklyn on Friday to take on the Nets. And then, again, another 7 o'clock, 7.30 tip. So all of the Hawks action right here on your home of the Hawks, 92-9 the game. Um, look, Besides the, and we'll get into this part of the story up next, but besides obviously the losing aspect on the basketball court, you know, it's obviously been an interesting few days uh, for Trey Young, Nate McMillan, where this team is and all that. Let's start with the basketball part of it, okay? Uh, I said that they had a 19-game stretch from Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving on that Wednesday against the Sacramento Queens. I was at that game from that point until the end of the year, 19 games. Uh, they'll end on December 30th with the Los Angeles Lakers here at State Farm Arena. 19 games. I said, can we go 13 and 6? Well, right now they're 3 and 4. 3 and 4 so far in the first seven games. That 
not exactly where you want to be. And it's not like that they've lost to all of the top teams in the NBA. They've lost to some slugs. The Knicks stink. They're not very good. Brooklyn, they got all their guys. So I would hope for at least a split, but can't be can't be less than a split. And it's going to be very interesting. We'll talk more about this coming up here at, at 720, but going to be very interesting if this team is, let's say, sort of floundering around maybe below 500 when we get to the halfway point because we're headed that direction. I mean, it'll be here before you know it. Hawks have 24 games, and, you know, by the time we get to, you know, early part of next calendar year, you know, we'll be in that in that realm of already being halfway through the season. So Hawks get back at it tomorrow night in New York, take on the Knicks. They'll be up in Gotham. We'll have that. We'll be on after the game. Um, we'll talk some Georgia Tech football tonight, too, with our buddy Ken Segura, as Brent Keyes officially the new head coach for Georgia Tech. I mean, you know, it is what it is, but – now you got to get it going, okay? Um, if you're selling me on four and four, then you better be selling me on. We got to get to a bowl game next year. Can't tell me you're four and four, and then tell me there's no expectation next year. That that's how it works in life. You you set the bar, you set the standard, then you got to start living up to it. So, okay, four and four, that's good. You know, there's some bad losses in there too, besides some good wins. But now it's got to be bowl game next year. So we'll talk to Ken Segura. Uh, We'll talk to him later on in the show. It'll be at 10 o'clock. We'll talk at 820 with our buddy Bill Bender. So we'll get you ready for playoffs. We'll start kind of looking forward. Bowl game season. Hard to believe bowl game season is just about upon us. Um, Kind of sad, like I told Carl and Mike, just kind of sad about college football is over with. Um, But we still will be back with you on Saturday mornings, by the way. The best college football show in America. Chris Goforth, Randy Mack, and myself. College football game time from uh, 8 to noon. So we still got plenty of uh, college football shows um, here on Saturday mornings with you. We'll take you, of course, all the way through, not just the semifinals, but all the way through the national title game and that Saturday right after all of that. And we do get some football this weekend. We do get Army-Navy, which I think is the best rivalry in college football, the pageantry and the celebration and everything that goes along with it. Um, I think it's the best rival game in America is Army-Navy and the spectacle that it is. Um, Just, you know, such a great atmosphere. And just that's one of those games you would love to see in person, right? See the whole ceremony and everything about about all of that. So uh, we'll talk some college football with Bill Bender, Ken Segura, and Chip Towers uh, tonight. We'll get to some Hawks coming up next. Uh, a couple other things to get into real quick here. Falcons enter their bye week. Another tough loss. We'll get into this in a couple of hours from now. Okay. Um, it's time to start putting the playoff talk to bed. It's time to pat it on. the. Here's, here's where the playoff talk needs to be right now. Okay. The playoffs – are the bald guy from Benny Hill, and we're Benny Hill, and we're just sitting there patting it on the head, just kind of doing one of those kinds of things. It's cute, it's nice, it's fun, and all that. We're we're at that we're kind of past that point. At, at this point, the metrics tell you that the Falcons have a five percent chance to make the playoffs, four percent chance to win the division, one percent chance to make a wild card. Okay, can I tell you that's the same as having no chance? If if you've only got four games left in your season with a 5% chance of winning or getting in the playoffs, you have no chance. Which means, and we'll talk about this a little bit later on again, change of quarterback potentially. Certainly the coaches said that they're looking at all positions and things like that. Certainly it's been a discussion that we haven't really had up to this point in the in the verbiage that he used. We'll hear from Arthur Smith coming up in the flyover at 8 o'clock, but – 
Interesting. Um, I think there'll be a change. I think at the end of the day that we are going to get a change at quarterback. Uh, congratulations to Fred McGriff. He gets in the Baseball Hall of Fame. I've got a lot more to say about this coming up at 840. I'll, I'll for now just say congratulations to Fred McGriff. Congratulations. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. He got all 16 votes on this. What is this, the modern-day committee or whatever like that? Do you know what the definition of an elephant is? It's an animal. Okay. An elephant? Yes, an yeah. elephant. It's a, it's a big mammal. Okay. An elephant is a horse designed by a committee. Oh, oh, I get it. Okay, I think I kind of get it. Look at you. Don't I mean I'm looking at you. Is it? Is it, it's like because it's designed by it's a committee, a joke. so it's, it's a, a big it, like you know. Yeah. What 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 a horse is supposed to be and what it ends up as when when you put things into a committee, you don't get what you expect. So that the definition of an elephant is that's a horse designed by a committee. So that's a joke you can use. You don't get it. But it's a joke you can use. You can write that down and I will and use it. So, but congratulations to Fred McGriff on on being elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame. Very cool. Another Braves player from that '90s run that uh, is going to be in. Um, Trey Turner signs with the Philadelphia Phillies. One thing that's very interesting about this: this is the report from Buster Olney that is out there. It says that Trey Turner turned down three hundred and forty-two million dollars to play with the Pirates. Now, he did sign for $300 million, so it's not like he took a you know a staggering price cut, but it said Trey would have had to pay around $44 million in California state taxes. His wife is from New Jersey, and he wanted to be on the East Coast. So there you go. Uh, but $300 million, I think it was 11 years total. Now that sets the marketplace. Now you've got the marketplace set. Dansby's not getting three hundred, but now you have, okay, Here's the top of the mountain. This is where it starts at the very tippy top. Where does my guy fit into all of that? And I'm going to be curious to see how quickly now there is movement on Dansby Swanson. Now that the trade turn, everybody knew Trey was going to get the biggest amount of money. Everybody knew it was going to be somewhere 250, 300 million bucks. Now we've got the number set in stone. Now the dominoes can start to fall. Bogarts. Correa, Dansby, right? Because once you get through those guys, it's vagabond, 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 vagabond after that. So it gets pretty thin and sparse after all of that. But listen, good for Trey Turner, man. 300 million bucks. Dylan, ask me how much is guaranteed. How much is guaranteed? Wow. All of it, every bit of it. All right, when we come back, even if you don't like him, you have to find a way to get along with him. I'll explain next. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios, Sports Radio 92 on the game, Odyssey app. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. 
you put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back to more John Chuckery. No, 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 I'm having a good time. Having a good time. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game, back with the John Chuckery Show, live in the Kia Studios Tuesday night with you, 404-741-0929. That's the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line open if you want to leave us a comment there. Odyssey app, so you catch us on the go, social media at 910 The Game, at JMCH316, at underscore Dylan Matthews. We'll, uh, we'll talk Chip Towers coming up in about 20 minutes from right now. We'll get you set with some Georgia Bulldog football after a uh, another undefeated SEC championship season. Hell of a uh, run for the Bulldogs here these last uh, couple of years, and now we get ready for New Year's Eve. It'll be the Ohio State Buckeyes coming into town to take on the Georgia Bulldogs at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So we'll uh, hear from him in about 20 minutes from right now. As we mentioned, Hawks get back in action tomorrow night uh, in Madison Square Garden against the Knicks. So by now, everybody knows all the fault or all that happened from last Friday about Trey Young not being at the game and not being on the bench or anything like that. And, you know, obviously people have heard now the interaction between Zach Klein and Trey Young and the questioning and all that good kind of stuff. And look, here's the thing, okay? So we know, obviously, that Trey Young had a big hand in wanting to see Lloyd Pierce be let go, right? And, you know, obviously Trey Young and Nate McMillan have here recently, you know, had their issues and stuff like that. So several things. One is your superstar player can't keep running coaches out of the building. Uh, that that can't continue to happen, okay? Sorry if it's not a perfect world for, for Trey Young with – the coaches that he's had. But, you know, at some point in life, you have to get along to get along. And that's kind of where Trey Young needs to be. There is a difference between being the leader of your franchise and simply being the best player, highest paid guy on your team. Trey Young is the best player and highest paid guy on this team, but he's also the face of the franchise. And he can like that, not like that, but. All the marketing and everything else and the NBA TV and ESPN, they marketed all around Trey Young. He's the face and feature of the Atlanta Hawks' entire organization. With all due respect to DeJounte Murray and John Collins and everything like that, it's about ice Trey, And there is a different responsibility that comes along with that. You have to be able to let some things roll off you like, Water on a duck's back. It's not always going to go your way. You're not always going to be the good guy in everything. But this was a situation where I don't have any issue with Zach Klein. I don't have any issue with him asking the questions. I don't have any issue with any of that. What I have an issue with is my star player is not anywhere to be found on a Friday night when we got a game. 
I thought what was really telling was DeJounte Murray asked about it. He's like, I don't know what Trey was. Now, true, untrue, I don't know, but that's not a good sign either. Look, Trey Young's an outstanding young talent in this league, and he doesn't have to be Mr. Popular. He doesn't have to be everybody's favorite and things like that. But there is a responsibility that comes with it. The only guy who really doesn't look good in this whole scenario so far has really been Trey Young because of the way he's handled it and the way he's reacted to it. Well, there was stuff behind. I got news for you. Welcome to 2022. What doesn't get out in the media now? Again, Sam Amick and Sham Sharenia had the story. Multiple people had the story. And once the blue checkmark media gets it in their hands, it's going to be everywhere. These kinds of things are not just going to just disappear in the wind. You have 24-hour news cycles, stations and platforms and Twitters and everything else in the world that's looking for news, looking for things to bring out there. Sometimes not always necessarily the most accurate stuff. Look, I'll pick on Zach Klein, too. Look, Zach was the guy who at draft night was saying that they were going to trade John Collins, and then it was, well, well, they're going to trade John Collins before the start of the season. All right, well, none of that was true. Whoever his sources were were not very accurate about all that. Well, they were having discussions. Okay, that's a lot different than saying that he will be gone most likely either draft night or soon after. But I give Zach credit because guess what? You don't think people aren't going to badger Trey Young tomorrow about this stuff? Look, this is not a team that can just roll the basketball out and it goes well and they win and there's no worries. They're 13-11 and 11 right now. And I was telling Dylan this. What's, what's, this, what, what's going to happen? Let's say they're 41 games in halfway through the season. Let's say they're four or five games below 500. Somebody's head going to roll? Or are they just going to stand pat and hope for the best and hope that things turn around? I don't get the sense that the owner of this franchise is willing to just sit around and hope and wait for the best. I, I They've pushed themselves toward the brink of the luxury tax and everything else. Somebody's going to have to be the fall guy if this thing doesn't get turned around. They're 13-11 and 11 right now. And I was talking about going 13-6 and six in that 19-game stretch between the day before Thanksgiving to December 30th when they play the Lakers before the end of the calendar year. Well, 3-4 and four right now is where they're at. And they've blown four double-digit leads in the last week or two weeks or whatever. That's not the signs of a good basketball team. You know, you can't blow leads to Oklahoma City or – Houston or whatever. And, or we're going to be right back in the same mess that we were last year, trying to find our way into a, a play-in tournament round or whatever, some Fakakta thing that the NBA's got out there right now. But this is where Trey Young's going to have to understand. It's not always going to be his way. It's not – and again, you can't just run off every coach – because you don't have a, you don't agree with what they are. Look, I think it was a lot more of Lloyd Pierce was not a very popular figure within the Atlanta Hawks and their organization. You know, 
and everything like that. I, I think probably patience is starting to wear a little bit on Nate McMillan as well. But this is about our star player that's going to have to figure these things out. And missing a game because of miscommunication or interpretation and then trying to sell it on, well, you guys don't know because it's behind the scenes. Well, we sure know enough of the story. We sure have heard enough about what happened. Nobody seems to be denying, denying that there wasn't some dispute about, you know, Nate and Trey Young about, you know, missing shoot around and all that kind of stuff for treatment and, you know, being at the game and all that kind of stuff. And, and that's why he was pressed about it. I mean, it's it's one thing to miss shoot around. It's another thing to not show up on Friday night for a game. It's another thing to not be on your bench for a game. So this comes down to I need my star player to buck up, own some responsibility, and figure out how to get along. Again, you're not always going to like your coach. You're not always going to like some of your teammates. But you can't isolate everybody. You know, when when you look at and say everybody's the problem but me, right? That's like the Taylor Swift song right now. Hi, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. You know that's. Do you know that song, Antihero? Her new hit song that's out right now. You I, remember that? I actually. This might make some people mad. I have not listened to a second of the new Taylor Swift album. <sighs> I haven't listened to one second of it. I've been listening to the new Metro Boomin album. The the new you know Drake and Twenty One. Even Savage I've heard album. some of the Drake and Twenty One Savage stuff. Of course, because it's amazing. I'll, I'll listen just for you at some point, Chuck. I'll listen just for you. Oh, death, where is thy sting? You know um, you, you know what I'll do? I, I'll put a date on it. When now I, when now I, I know why tigers eat their young. <laughs> I'll, I'll, when, we, when I'm driving up to Asheville for my little Christmas getaway, then I'll, I'll, I'll listen to it then. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll make sure I sit around and wait for all of that. But anyway. Um, now, look. I mean, look. Trey would have done himself a lot more favors if he had just come out and said, look, there were some behind-the-scenes things that came out in public. I probably should not. Have, I probably could have handled it better. I should have been there for my teammates for the game on Friday. That's on me. I'll learn from this. It'd be done. It'd be done. Then you don't have everybody coming after you. Because, again, I, I will say that the one person who doesn't look good in this scenario is Trey Young. He's the one guy who didn't help himself out in all this. This is not about Nate McMillan. This is not about the Hawks. This is not about John Collins. This is not about Zach Klein. This is on Trey Young and his shoulders. And guess what? When you get paid the most money and you're the best player, there's more that comes with that than just going out and averaging 30 and 10. You're the face of your organization. When any American across the country is asked, tell me one thing that you know about the Atlanta Hawks, they're going to say Ice Trey, Trey Young. Right? What do you think that, I mean, again, what do you think that environment's going to look like tomorrow night up at Madison Square Garden? It's going to be raucous. He's their enemy up there, right? Which is good. I, again, all of that's good. But understand that there's more that comes with it than just being a 30 and 10 guy and getting 40 million a year. So, look, I'm hoping that this kind of, okay, we've got it out there now. Let's move on. Let's not let this thing linger. 
You know, he's got to shoot the basketball better. We need him to up his game, right? Need him to shoot better. You know, he was 6 for 19 again the other night. Good news is he was 10 for 11 from three for free throw line, but 6 for 19 from the floor, 1 for 7 from three, and was in a minus 11 on the court. And I'm hoping that there's no more of these things that are distractions and things like that because now this team is 13 and 11 on the year. And things are not going in the direction that we want. Again, three and four in this last seven games where it was time to crank it up and turn it up. And I know everybody wants to sell on, well, it's early or early. Okay, but what happens is that you start to get behind the eight ball, then you have to start going on one of these big runs. Thankfully, right now, with the way the NBA is in the Eastern Conference, that the Hawks sit in the number four spot. But this is sort of like the Falcons, right? Like, just because everybody else is bad doesn't mean that you can just continue to be bad and survive and outlast everybody, right? Just because everybody else is barely, you know, 500 or below or a game or two above doesn't mean you can just sit back and just outlast everybody. Now, at some point, you have to play well. At some point, there'll be some teams that will start to play well. At some point, you know, Brooklyn will catch fire. Or Philadelphia will be better than 12-12, and 12, and they'll start to figure some things out. At some point, you know, they're going to get their stretch of the schedule where it's Oklahoma City and, you know, Charlotte and uh, the Rockets and Lakers and all that. Eventually, those teams get all those teams too. So Hawks will be back in action coming up. Tomorrow night, as they'll uh, take on the Knicks in Madison Square Garden, we'll have all the action right here on the home of the Hawks, 92.9 The Game, 7 o'clock pregame, 7.30 tip. We will be on until after midnight, so it will be interesting to see, you know, what this how this team kind of responds. And, you know, again, they've blown several double-digit leads here of late. That's also a bad sign, too, is you're good enough to get out and get your stuff going and get it done, but then you're not able to close it out. And their fourth quarters have been awful. You know, early in the season, they were having trouble in the third quarter. Now they're having trouble in the fourth quarter, closing some of these games out. But they need to get their star player on track and get him cranked up and going because this team is built around Trey, and they need him to play like the superstar that he's paid to be. When we get back, Chip Towers will join us to talk some Georgia football with him. Chuck Green, the Key Studios, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, Odyssey.com app. John Chuckery. He's in the zone. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It is a John Chuckery show live on this Tuesday evening coming off a, another SEC championship, an undefeated season for the University of Georgia Bulldogs. And now we get ready for New Year's Eve taking on Ohio State at Mercedes-Benz Stadium for the Peach Bowl and the National semi-final, as uh, we always do when we want to talk to Georgia football. Let's head out to the WadeFord.com hotline. Atlanta's Ford dealer. Let's talk to our buddy Chip Towers. He, of course, covers all things Georgia Bulldogs for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. AJC.com. I promise you, he's going to have tons of content there. So head there. Check out all of his work there. And, of course, follow him on Twitter, at CTowersAJC. And, Chip, man, another undefeated season. Um, You know, it really is remarkable where – Georgia is you know I moved here in 93 and you'd always heard about that sleeping giant of Georgia football 
man, we are really in the glory days right now of what this program can be. Yeah, we really are. I guess this is what the giant looks like when he's finally awake. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see. Obviously, there's games still to be played. Uh, but, you know, I mean, you're one of four still alive. You're ranked number one and, and undefeated. And I'm seeing some incredible numbers come out of um, Las Vegas in terms of, uh, you know, everybody having Georgia as the favorite to win it all at this point. Uh, but you know they'll have to get all they'll have to get past a uh, Ohio State team first that I think is you know a tough match especially when you look at you know the the grand scheme of the four teams that are in there um, being the number one generally the thought is that you get the easier of the two matchups because you're playing the four seed I'm not sure that's necessarily the case I think uh, Michigan might have got that with TCU but. Hey, you're playing at home in your backyard in the Peach Bowl. Uh, really no excuses at this point. And it is, I mean, it is indeed, you, you know, you are living in the glory days of Georgia football right here and now. Chip, what's the thing that Georgia is better at now than they were at the beginning of the season? Oh, well, uh, wow, that's a good question. Nobody's really asked me that, uh, and I'll have to think about it. Uh, uh, I have to think on my toes. I'm not very good at that. Uh, no, I mean, I would say, uh, well, you know, immediately, like in this last game, uh, Georgia was five for five, I think it was, or seven for seven or something like that in the red zone uh, on touchdowns. And they had a little bit of a issue here late in the year getting in from inside, you know, the five-yard line, really to three and two and one had been their biggest problem. Uh, and, and they had a couple of situations where they were able to score uh, against LSU in that situation. Um, and, uh, you know, they've definitely gotten better on defense as Jalen Carter got back. You realized how much you missed him while he missed most, most of or all or parts of six games in the middle of the season. Getting uh, 88 back for the stretch run has been a big deal. Uh, but other than that, you know, uh, they've kind of – they don't – that's kind of the thing about Georgia, uh, and you're sort of seeing that we're in awards week right now in terms of, you know, all SEC and that kind of stuff. And, you know, considering they've won um, – what is it now? Uh, so they've won 13 and they went – so they've won 27 of the last 28 games and whatever that extends to going back to the previous season – yeah, they're, they're not filling up the all-SEC list the way you would expect a team of that ilk to do so. But that's kind of the beauty of Georgia is in the sum of its parts. That's definitely uh, how they're wired, and that's the way Kirby Smart wants it. Chip Towers from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution covering all things Bulldogs joins us here on the WaitFor.com hotline. So Stetson will be up in New York as one of the four. It's kind of funny. I got into this discussion a lot, Chip, with folks at SEC Media Days because I put Stetson number two uh, on the second team on my ballot. I had Bryce Young one, and I had Stetson two. And I know in the media poll for the preseason he was not the number two quarterback, but, you know, and I saw some of the tweets – I do think that there is something to being a productive guy on the best team in the country. He may not have the numbers that blow you away, but I think that there has to be some thought about winning. And I just look at a guy like Stetson and say what he means to this team and how he leads this team and how successful they've been. I think there has to be some other things besides just how many yards, how many touchdowns did he throw this year? 
Uh, well, I think that's the beauty of Stetson Bennett personally. And, you know, obviously I've watched this entire, um, you know, flower bloom from, from seedling to what it is today. And, uh, you know, I think the great thing about Stetson Bennett is the difficulty in describing him. I mean, nobody really can all that much. Uh, you know, even his coach, Kirby Smart, struggled a little bit this past Saturday when he was finally asked directly the Heisman question. And there's no sense in even asking Kirby anything about it until you get to it's going to be presented on Saturday, Coach. So what do you think? You know, uh, and, and but he really is hard to define. And it's interesting. You were talking about the best player on the best team. You know, that's the thing that's kind of filled up my Twitter timeline is uh, especially Tennessee fans and some Alabama fans and sort of, uh, I, I don't know if you would call it shaming, but certainly criticizing, uh, you know, the, the Heisman voters for, for sending Stetson Bennett. Uh, and, and they were referring to him just because he's the best player on the best team. Well, I mean, I think you could argue he's not necessarily the best player on the best team either. I mean, there's, you know, I would, I would give that distinction to Jalen Carter or maybe – uh, Brock Bowers. I mean, I, I think those players are definitely the best at their respective positions and and um, by association best on the team. But, you know, but all Stetson does is win. And, you know, there's a terrific chart um, out there running around. His, his record against teams with winning records, against FBS top 25 teams, is better than all the other quarterbacks that he'll be up there with this weekend. But as you alluded to, statistically his just don't match theirs you know he's got 20 touchdowns 27 including his rushing touchdowns six interceptions you know 3,500 yards passing or something I mean it's just nothing that blows you away about anything that he's done but you know what he does do he just wins he just puts Georgia in position to win all the time so uh I thought the Burlsworth award was great and I love that he's going to New York I mean I think I think it's uh it's great that he's going I I I don't I feel bad for Hendon Hooker or Bryce Young or whoever else wasn't included as a finalist but I I think he deserves to be there just based on his quote-unquote body of work the last two years. Chip where do you think he is among quarterbacks I mean you've you've been around this program a, a ton I've seen it for you know most of my life and you know, again, I don't know where you put him in the pantheon of Georgia quarterbacks, but, you know, if we're talking about a two-time champion, I mean, I don't know how he's not the best quarterback. And because, and, again, I look at more than just how many yards and touchdowns and things like that. I mean, he's one of the more important players in the history of this program, is he not? He is. And, and I actually uh, have had this conversation with Aaron Murray, who I, you know, label as, as one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Uh, who played for the Georgia Bulldogs, as well as, you know, David Green and Fran Tarkington. And, uh, you know, there's been, uh, you know, Matt Stafford, certainly for, for being the number one pick in the NFL draft and, and becoming a Super Bowl champion and, and all that kind of stuff. But if he wins back-to-back national champion, if he – let me put it a different way. If he leads his team to back-to-back national champions, uh, I told Aaron, and Aaron agreed and, and said he would – he agrees with me on this, that he would be the greatest quarterback of all time in University of Georgia history. Now, that's the way, you know, you can quantify it however you want to. There's going to be players that had better statistics. Um, there's going to be players who did more to put the team on their back and get them to, to into the winning column. 
but for everything he's been able to do, and yes, for his story, where he started, you know, Blackshear, Georgia, Pierce County, uh, walking on, Jones County Community College, you know, transfers back to Georgia, really gets the position by default and hadn't let go of it in two years. I just think it's a beautiful story. It's a beautiful book, and uh, and I think if he can win two more games, if Georgia can win two more games with him at the controls, he will be he will go down as the greatest quarterback in the history of Georgia football. Chip Towers covers the Bulldogs for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, joins us on the WadeFord.com hotline. Was the defense better than you thought it was going to be going into this season? Do you, do you think Georgia's defense, because there was so much talk about all the guys they lost, and I, I had a lot of discussions about, look, they got a whole crap ton of first-round NFL guys that are still on that defense, but did they surprise you with how good they were again this year? Oh, yeah, that was uh... – so that's been the biggest thing for me. I'm actually not terribly surprised about how well they've done on offense. And, you know, they're they're essentially a top five, top ten offense in all respects. And they throw the ball uh, really more often and better than I expected them to do to at the beginning of the season. But it's defensively that I thought they were just had to take a step back. Just the fact that they had eight players drafted off that side of the ball, 15 overall. And that's not including all the different people who have transferred out and stuff. So I just thought the talent bleed would be too great. So you would give up a little bit more. And, and you know, knowing, you know, how explosive Tennessee was supposed to be, Florida was supposed to be at the beginning of the season, you know, Alabama, who I thought they would probably meet in the conference championship game. I, I just didn't think they'd be able to hold up. But they have. Now, that said, um, you know, Georgia's got some issues heading into this Ohio State game. You know, they're just coming off a game where LSU threw for 502 yards. That's the second most Georgia's ever given up in the history of its program uh, in the passing game. So, uh, I, I mean, I, I understand the complexion of the game. You know, I kind of get it a little bit. I think I can explain a little bit about what happened, like as opposed to what they were able to do against Tennessee a month earlier. Uh, but that said, that's a concern. And, you know, here comes, you know, C.J. Stroud, you know, uh, a great group of, of of wide receivers and running backs, and and uh, uh, that that or might be the best group that you've seen all year. So uh, that's a concern. But yes, the defense surprised me uh, and is over uh, is definitely uh, overachieved in my opinion. Last question for you, Chip. Just a minute left. Do we talk enough about? Georgia and their kicking game, their punting and kicking game. That seems like one of those things that maybe because they're so good offensively and so good defensively is one of the more, probably the most balanced team in the country, but they don't hurt themselves on special teams. And we saw Alabama over the years struggle in the kicking game and it cost them and things like that. But one thing about this program is they've been really good when it comes to finding kickers and punters. Yeah, it has been fantastic, and that you know they leaned hard on uh, J Pod this year, uh, Jack Pod Lesney, the the field goal kicker. He actually missed the the only one he attempted this past weekend, but he has been Mister Dependable all year. And uh, you know we <laughs> Brett Thorson, we've barely seen him, you know, but just because Georgia knocks out first downs. Uh, listen, this is sort of getting back to Stetson Bennett. The one thing I think he does just so unbelievably well is convert on third down. You know, he just keeps the sticks moving. So 
I mean, Georgia typically ends up in the red zone with some kind of score rather than having to punt. But you still got to do that, you know, and Brett Thorson's, uh, you know, 75-yard punt or seven, whatever it was against uh, uh, Tennessee, you know, was a huge example. Uh, he's been a little bit inconsistent, but you'd expect that from a first-year guy playing American football for the first time in his life, uh, you know, in Brett Thorson. But, yeah, they're solid on special teams, and that's part of it. I think I've probably given them the check in the special teams matchup in every game they've played, and that probably has a lot to do with them being 13-0 and at this point. Check out all of his work at AJC.com. Going to have a lot of coverage coming up between now and the playoff game. Chip Towers covers all things Georgia Bulldogs for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. You can follow him on Twitter at CTowersAJC, and he joined me here on the WadeFord.com hotline. Chip, as always, man, I appreciate it. We'll try to catch up right before the playoff game happens, but thanks so much, as always, for your time. My pleasure, sir. See you next time. You got it. John Chuckery. We'll be back. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, Odyssey.com app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.